I want to just start today by saying just a simple but an important statement, and that's this. I believe that God is leading us as a church to move forward, to step forward. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it here in just a second, but I believe that God is leading us as a church to step forward in faith, that, that God's will is not for us just to stay put, that, that God's will is not for us to just be happy with where we are, but I believe that God is calling us to step forward. I don't know if you've had a chance, um, but if you walk through the hallway um, by Hawks Hall there, there is the history of the church on the walls, and, and I love walking through there. Uh, we just sang about God's faithfulness and God's goodness, and, and I just walk through that hallway and I see all of the pictures and all of the ways that God has blessed this church through the years, over 60 years as a church. And I'm so thankful for the, how many of you would just say God has been good, God has been faithful to me? I mean, we could have a testimony service, couldn't we? But another time, we will. But I believe today that as God has been faithful, as God has walked with us for over 60 years as a church, I believe that God's will is for us to take another step forward. We're going to be looking over the next three weeks at a series called Imagine the Possibilities. And, and, and we're going to imagine together the possibilities of what God wants to do and what God will do in and through our church. But I also, this morning, I wrote this um, sermon this last week, and, and honestly, I wrote it from a church perspective. And this morning when I woke up, I just felt like God was saying to me that there are some people that are going to hear this message, that are going to hear God's word today, and there are some of you that God is ready to take forward in your journey. This isn't just about the church. This is for each and every one of us. And I believe today that there are some people that God has been speaking to and that they need to take the next step of faith. God is faithful. God is good. God has blessed us. God wants us to take a step forward. And so over the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at Numbers chapter 13 and chapter 14. We're going to be looking at a, at a small story of the, the Israelites, the people of God, and we're going to see a story of when God called them to step forward, to step forward in faith and continue on the journey that he had called them into. So let me give you a little bit of background um, before we get to the text. I'm gonna kind of be jumping through. I've got, I've got just a short amount of time today. I, I'm gonna try to pull off the impossible. Um, I got 15 minutes. And before first service, the, the teen girl said, if, if you don't finish in 15 minutes, then you gotta buy us ice cream. And I just want you to know I didn't in first service. So I already owe them ice cream. There is nothing holding me to this 15 minute thing. <laughs> But, but I'll do my best. So the people of God, the Israelites, um, God came to Abraham. God said, I'm going to make you a great nation. And also promised Abraham that he would make him a great nation and would give them a land flowing with milk and honey. And so the people of God came through Abraham 
And, and, and it, if you haven't read through the story, you should read through it, this incredible journey of God and God's people. And so, so where we're at in Numbers 13 is that the people of God had been in captivity. God promised Abraham sometime around the 1700s um, BC, and then about three or 400 years later, the people ended up enslaved, in bondage to the Egyptians, and things were bad. But God miraculously led them out of Egypt. There were the plagues. God did miraculous things to open the door for his people to get out of slavery, out of bondage, and to go towards the land that he promised them. And so he led them out. You may have heard the story of the parting of the Red Sea. After they left Egypt, the Egyptians are chasing them. The army is chasing them, and they're fearful. But they come to the Red Sea, and God parts the Red Sea so that the people of God can go through it to the other side. And then it collapses in on the Egyptians. And so God has miraculously brought the people out of slavery, out of bondage. They've journeyed through the wilderness. God has fed them. God has given them water. God has been with them. God has been faithful every step of the way. And in Numbers chapter 13, we see the people on the edge of the promised land. So this is the land that God promised Abraham. This is the land that God promised the Israelites before he led them out of Egypt. And in Numbers 13, this is about a year after they were delivered from Egypt, they come to the edge of the promised land. And and I'm gonna read little pieces of it. I want you to follow along really quick. Numbers 13, verse one. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. So this is the promised land. Send some men to explore this land. So God is saying, it's time to go. I've led you out of, it, out of Egypt. I've led you out of slavery and bondage. I've led you through the wilderness. I've been faithful to you. I've brought you to this place. Now it's time to go into the promised land. And we see here in verse one and two, it says, the Lord says to Moses, go check out the land. Go see this land that I promised you. Now at first glance, it would be tempting for us to think that that God needed the people to go see the land, that this was God's plan. God is telling the people, hey, you need to go check it out. But if you fast forward to Deuteronomy chapter one, we see that this was not God that was telling them to go spy on the land. This was not God's plan. This was the people, when God says, go forward into the land, the people say, hold on just a minute. We gotta see it first. We gotta check it out. We gotta make sure it's all good. And so the people sit back and they say, hey, before we go, we need to know. And this is so us, isn't it? How many of you relate with this? God tells you to do something and you say, yeah, let me, let me think about it. God says, I want you to do this. And you say, ah, let me check it out first. Maybe you say this, God, I could just really use a sign. You know, if you want me to do this, I know you're faithful, I know you're good, but, but I need to see it before I'm ready to step into it. Th- this, is, this is us. If you look through scripture time after time, when God tells the people to do something, they are hesitant, they need a sign, they need to see it first. 
Listen, I, I believe God is calling us to move forward and I believe God is calling some of you to take a step of faith. And, and I know that our human response is to wait and to see. I wanna assure you of something this morning. God already knows what lies ahead of us. God already knows it. God knows the plan. God knows where we're going. God has a plan for us, not just for our church, but for each one of us, and God knows it. It's us that need to have faith and step into that plan, into that journey. So let's look at verse 17. When, Mo when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and on into the hill country, see what the land is like. So Moses sends out the spies because they've got to check it out. They've got to see. And then verse 27, I'm skipping a little bit. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. So the people go in and check out the land. They come back and the first part of their report is, it's awesome. The land does flow with milk and honey. Here's some of the fruit. It says that two men had to carry the fruit. That's how good the fruit of the land is. And, and if, if you don't know the story, what this is telling us is God promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. And so when they come back and say, it's a land flowing with milk and honey, it's one more affirmation that this is the land that God has promised us. Remember this, the God that delivered us, the God that miraculously fed us, the God that parted the seas, the God that has taken care of us every step of the way, the God that is faithful. The land is exactly what God said it would be. That's the first part of the report. Let's look at the second part. There's this word in here. It's not a, not a good word at this point. The word is but. So the land is everything God said it would be. But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and they're very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. So the first part, it's exactly what God said it would be. It's good. But... It's occupied. There's already people there. And not only are there people there, they're giants, they're scary people, and we don't want anything to do with those people. So we have a God that's faithfully led the people to this point, to the promised land. They go check it out. They have a mixed review. It's good land, but it's occupied. And, and so... So there's the review, and that led to two responses. Uh, these, these two responses are important for us today. There's, there's Caleb and there's Joshua, two of the 12 spies that were sent in. I want you to hear their report in verse 30. It said, Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. So Joshua and Caleb walked through the land the same way that the other 10 spies did. They saw the goodness. They saw that it was what God had for them. They saw the giants. They saw that it was occupied. And their response was, let's go. God is calling us. Let's step into it. Now, I want you to see the other 10 and the community's response in chapter 14, verse 1. 
That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us just to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and we should go back to Egypt. Joshua and Caleb saw the land was good. They saw the giants and they said, let's go. It's where God is leading us. The other 10 and the rest of the community said, whoa, we see the giants. Yeah, the land is good, but we see the giants. And, and is this response not the most ridiculous response that we see in scripture? This is the people of God who have been delivered from slavery and bondage, have been miraculously delivered over and over again, and they see the giants, and their response is, we were better off over there in Egypt. Their, their first response isn't even that. Their first response is, oh, if we had only died in Egypt or in this wilderness. So we have 12 spies. Two see it one way, 10 see it the other. The people go along with the 10 and they're afraid. And they say, we were better off in slavery. We were better off miserable than right here. Two responses. They saw the same thing. They came with different responses. Listen, I want to reiterate this again. I believe that God is calling us as a church to step forward. Not only that, I believe there are some people in here that God has something for you. God's been speaking to you, and God wants you to step forward in your faith and be obedient. And I want you to know that when God calls, God is faithful. And God's word is true. And the land is good. Yeah. There are barriers. There are giants in the way sometimes. How are we going to see what's ahead of us? See, there's two responses. Two men were able to say, let's go, God is faithful. And the, the rest of the community said, we don't want anything to do with those giants. What was the difference? It was their focus. It was their focus. See, the people were focused on the enormous size of the people and the barriers in their way. That's all they could see. They saw the goodness of the land, but what took precedence was these giants that were in the way, and they couldn't get past the power of those giants. What did Caleb and Joshua see? They saw the enormous power of their faithful God that had led them every step of the way, that had parted a sea, that had delivered them from the Egyptians, that had fed them. Caleb and Joshua saw the giants, but you know what they saw more than the giants? They saw the power of a resurrection God. Man, Easter was last week. We celebrate Easter. God is a resurrection power God. God is over everything. Joshua and Caleb saw the giants, said, let's go. This is where God is calling us. The rest of the people were too scared. And they said ridiculous things like, hey, we, we were better off 
and slavery and bondage. We were better off, miserable. We wish we would have died there. And they say this thing in here, we wish we would have died in the wilderness. You know what happens when you're more focused on the barriers and the giants? You know what happened to those people that refused to take the step of faith because they didn't trust that God was bigger than the barriers? They got their wish. They wandered for 40 years in the wilderness and died there. You know what happened to Joshua and Caleb? The two that had faith, that saw the power of God, you know what happened to them? After those 40 years, they went into the promised land. They got it. So I want to come back to this. I believe that God is calling us to move forward as a church, I believe that God is calling us to move forward. Some people in this room, God has something for you. And this is the simple question today. I, I, heard a, I heard a preacher this week say, this is the moment when the Israelites went from walking to the promised land to wandering aimlessly. Here's the question. If God is calling us to move forward as a church, if God is speaking to you and calling you to take a step of faith in your journey, are you going to walk forward or are you going to wander and are you going to miss what God has for you? Listen, we, we have a big presentation for you and, and I don't want this to be just about that presentation. That's, listen, I believe God has great things for our church. You see the teens up here leading worship. You feel the spirit and the energy of God working. God is changing lives. And God doesn't want us to sit back and be comfortable. God wants us to step forward, whether it's your personal faith, whether it's answering a call, whether it's something specific that God's laid on your heart. Or as a church, God is calling us to continue to step forward in faith. Will we walk or will we wander? Worship team's gonna come up. I wanna pray for us. Father, I thank you for each person that's here, and I don't know who it is that, you, that you're speaking to. I hope you're speaking to a lot of us. I don't know who it is that you're wanting to take a step forward. I don't know what it is, but I trust God. I trust that you're speaking. Lord, I believe wholeheartedly that it is time for our church to continue to step forward in faith. And yes, there are barriers, and yes, there are giants, and yes, there will be obstacles, but we serve a God who's been faithful for over 60 years to us. We serve a God that's faithful to part the sea. We serve a God that's faithful to do miraculous things to lead us, Lord. Help us to have the faith to step forward and to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.